have Lincoln. I overslept. Damn rooster didn't crow. It's time for Early Break. Sponsored by Midwest Bank. Live from Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. I'm wrong, but I'm not. Husker Online, Steve Sipple. If I were a feral cat. And longtime college football assistant coach, Bill Bush. We get one team. Mine's the Houston Oilers. I'm, so, not, I'm not the Texans, and I'm not the Titans, so, so I'm out. This is Early Break. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush out today. He's back tomorrow. Hour 2 sponsored by our friends at Midwest Bank. Member FDIC location in Lincoln at 27th and Jamie Lane. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers by early 2024. Again, Midwest Bank member FDIC. So, mm-hmm. Bill is not here, but guess who's in his spot right there for the 7 o'clock Schaefer. hour? Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports. Schaefer, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Good to see both of you as well. After last week, uh was driving up basic. No, I was already in Minnesota at yes, this time. Yes, you were not here last, last week, week yeah. with us. So, uh, you, you were know. driving up there with? We we went up Wednesday, uh, BC and Brunson and I. Oh, you all uh, three were there. That's yeah, right. The, the full caravan. It might be the only game where that happens this year. We'll see. Oh, well, the only away game. So uh, that was you know that was great. Obviously, uh, Nebraska season started the way that everybody absolutely wanted, and every question was answered. And they look like the cleanest team in the country, as one expects Clean. in Week One. You know all of those things. I love this. I like this Schaefer. I've been pretty like Spicy feisty. Yeah. Have you? I felt like the reaction to last week was way over the top, but that's just meaning meaning like they played one game and the idea that everything should be perfect and that they wouldn't have any struggles and that, you know, the DNA that's baked in the fabric of this program would be erased just because of one off season mm-hmm. seems a, a little gloom and doomy seemed a little, you know, it did uh, get pretty gloomy and sky. And then on top of it, it's like no one wants to admit that they played well to be in that game in the first, like their defense played well. And then you go watch the rest of college football on Saturday and you see all these other Big Ten West teams. And you know what? Some of them struggled against an opponent that's not even as good as Minnesota. I think the problem is shaped with the fans is that the Gophers did not look as good as you thought they'd look. They didn't look for you know, Is it possible that's, that's they didn't look good because yep. Nebraska didn't let them look good? It's possible. Is that a possibility? It is possible, Schaefer, but people don't want to view it that way. They well, want to no. say, oh, we lost again. We found a way to blow a 10-3 lead with the ball at midfield with four minutes to go. I, In regulation, you lost. So this is that's sort of... fan base's thoughts. This is, this is part of why... I think the, the one-score games are going to just be a portion of Nebraska's future and have been the last several years. They don't score enough points. Like, that that just should be evident, right? Like, you're going to be in close games all the time if you yourself don't score points. It's hard to get away <laughs> from other teams if you're it's not getting away. into the end zone. It's hard to pull away. So, so Nebraska, 2-14 and 14 in one-score games since 2020. It's like me complaining about the Cleveland Guardians always losing in close games and blowing one-run leads. If you score two runs and you lose 3-2 to two every single night, it's kind of on one aspect of the – It know. is. 2-14 and 14 in one-score games since the start of the 2021 season. Here's why I ask you guys, and I'm asking the – our listeners to four six four five six eight five there's this notion of of patience are people patient it no. sure seems like they're not this is one game into the matt rule era 
There is no patience. Well, well, why is that? L- look, I think it's just a, and I'm just. I love your answer. I love on, your answer on behalf of people here. I think it's just people being tired of hearing that they need to be patient at this point. Like fans have been asked to be patient for a while now, and they want results. And I do understand watching the way Nebraska lost on Thursday would give you PTSD based off of yeah. everything that has come previously. For sure. And it did. But the current coach <laughs> has it. I have the, it. The current coach there's medication. Needs more than one game before we can just be like, okay. Right. This is just completely, right. you know. One hundred. But at the same time, obviously the way things played out, the fact that Matt Rule talked about needing to be a fourth quarter football team, yeah. the the fact that Anthony Grant was, you know, right there in that situation. I mean, yeah. there's there's certain parts of it where it's like this feels like it only seems to happen to Nebraska. I, I would respond also with the fact of the patience thing. Uh, look okay. who you're playing this weekend. Nebraska right. is going against Colorado, who. Right. Took you know that took a whole different strategy of having sixty eight new players in the roster, new scholarship players. Took a ton of players out, you know, brought a ton of players in. They win their first game against the the runners up last year in college football, Mm -hmm. went forty five forty two. I know, and now they have all this mojo after one game. That's why you have fans that you don't want to be. They don't want to be patient. Oh yeah, prime. That's why there's freakout because of what happened with the the Buffs. He blows up that whole notion of patience. But then again, you go and you watch like right after that game, watch Wisconsin Buffalo, and I'm watching Tanner Mordecai struggle to he do did. anything. He struggled. Illinois for four quarters. Illinois it, Toledo. Right. Like I mean, and that's not even a coaching transition. I'm talking oh, about like oh, Luke yeah. Fickle. Oh, okay. Like I got you know, yeah. you not every transition is going to be Deion Sanders and Colorado. And I would also, I'm not entirely convinced Minnesota isn't going to win more games than TCU. You know, like I, I don't look at that TCU team and think like that's going to be a ten win team. Oh no, they don't look like team. that. They don't look like that. They look like a six win team, right? But some people are going to say Minnesota looks like a six win team. Now, I am st- still going to. I, I want to stay with this patience theme. Are fans patient? Are 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 they? Are, are I'm asking our fans. Are you patient? And why? If you're not, why not? This is this is this was game one of a new tenure. Brandon says this on the YouTube stream. He says, uh, no patience because we've been patient for 20 years. Um, A lot of fired coaches regarding patience for that. We're also having an entirely different discussion about this program versus the 2004 Bill Callahan (laughs) What must Matt Rule Or the 2008 Bo Pelini program. I wonder if Rule expected this sort of reaction. I would imagine he's a little taken back by it. I think so, too. Um. Because again, it's not like they went out and played bad on no, third. Like they didn't look like a team who hadn't been coached. Right. No, they they didn't. didn't play Defense. like I'm a team that hadn't been that. coached. They played like a team that struggled, but they also played like a team that looked like it was their first game under a new everything, new quarterback, new offensive system, new defensive system, new starters here and there, and they're still a flawed team. Like the part of the conversation that bothers me. Okay. Minnesota is an eight-point favorite going in. You ask, I would say 70% of the people felt like Minnesota was going to win that I'm going to say a little more than that. Yeah. Okay, so let's, where say, you're going let's say 75% where you're going. of the people yeah. think yeah. Minnesota's going to win yeah. that game. Nebraska gave themselves every opportunity to win that game. Isn't that what you've been asking for? Yeah. They didn't finish it, but it also wasn't like they went up there and embarrassed themselves in the very first game of the year. It'd be a little bit different if we were – into 
I don't know, the end of September, Nebraska's one and three. They have losses to Colorado, Minnesota, and Northern Illinois. And there was a pattern of you know of futility. Of, yeah, a pattern of blowing but I, it late. I don't want to take what happened previously and assign it to well, Matt Rule can't change it because of no, one result. Because of one game, it's preposterous. It's preposterous to be in that yeah. mindset. Well, it is. And then PTSD, though. You're right. That's what it is. It you is. Know, all like, these close losses add up, and they just they it just scarred memories here. Well, I, look at this. I mean, two days later on Sunday, you have Mike Norvell, who basically was close to being run out of Tallahassee in his me. first year <laughs> by Sybil <laughs> over here in Nebraska. No. Uh, and they, they obviously have had multiple changes throughout time because it's not – you know, what it is right now isn't what it has to be next year, isn't what it has to be in year three. Mm. But you have to allow for things to evolve. Hold on now. There's one, and I'm with you on all of that, but there's there's these, still these sort of, oh, there are these fears that, are, that, that creep into your mind. One being this, did they get the right quarterback? I mm. mean, if Matt Rule comes in, Essentially, can I say runs out Casey? I mean, it kind of feels like that. Yeah, runs out Casey Thompson. Can I say it that way? He had five touchdowns, by the way, and in his win for FAU last yeah, week. I can't, five. I can't say. Against Monmouth. Yeah, I think Nebraska could have scored five touchdowns against Monmouth. <laughs> nice. So now, hold on. Now, what I'm getting at is if out of the gate it, it, it plays out that he picked the wrong quarterback, that that's what you got to watch. Going, I mean, you're really watching that. Did he get the right guy? That's pretty important. To get the right quarterback. Yeah. Right? So there's that. I have that in the back of my mind. I'm watching it. But there's no way I've made any kind of conclusion. There's no conclusion I've made. Did we? I'm watching it. Have we, like, completely embellished Casey Thompson's resume over the last five <laughs> days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Let's, I don't don't let's speak for me Let's take a look at games where Trey Palmer wasn't Superman, and let's look, look at how Casey Thompson. Now I don't. I'm not. I haven't done that. So don't. I, I'm not saying that you are. I'm saying there is a steady dose of. Well, look at what Casey's doing. Well, first of all, it's FAU versus Monmouth. <laughs> Second of all, he went to FAU. It's mm -hmm. not like there was a litany of teams that were like, you know, who's a great quarterback that just I got think a rock. Auburn was in the discussion for him. They took and Thorne, and then they took Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. Yeah. Sure, yeah. he got beat out. I mean, yeah, that's people are in the discussion. It doesn't well, mean that. He, no, <laughs> no, you're right. No, I think just like a, Nebraska was close in the game, it doesn't matter that Auburn was close with Casey Thompson. No, I've like, talked to fans, including yesterday, who said I uh, I think Casey would have been better. Don't make that conclusion. There's one game in. Well, there's on top one of game. It, his first game at Nebraska, Casey Thompson had two interceptions against Northwestern, who won one game all year. Mm. Ooh. So, like, what are we doubles. doing? Right. It, it, we're sitting here yearning for a different quarterback based on one game, the same quarterback people were done Not with. Not everybody year. is. Not everybody there's, is. But there's fair right. concerns, Schaefer. The three picks were Enough were people bad. are that it's a thing. Yeah. The, the second pick that he threw oh, it was, it was in the first I'm half not, was horrible. I'm not trying to defend Jeff Sims' performance from a, you know, this is guaranteed to work standpoint. It's just the idea that, like, people think that Casey Thompson would solve everything. And you could make the case that Trey Palmer would solve a lot too. Yes, like it's it's not just a one to one equation. No, Jake, it's not Jeff Sims versus Casey no, Thompson. I, no, it's not. And Jake made a great point earlier. I mean, 
the thing we're going to have to be we're going to have to be fair minded as we go forward in evaluating Jeff Sims and understand he doesn't have Trey Palmer, he doesn't have a great receiving core. He doesn't. And Casey Thompson wasn't running for ninety one yards. I mean, that was a big chunk it's, of Nebraska's offense. Sure it was. Casey couldn't run like that. I mean, no. he can't run like Jeff Sims. No, at no I was I was legitimately surprised a that he ended up with that many attempts, and b sort of and you were in the the conversation yesterday with with Marcus Satterfield mm-hmm. he ran different than i expected a little bit too that's what satterfield Physical. said yeah. too there was uh there's a little bit more emphasis on um i don't know just like getting every yard i'm going to hammer people i, I don't know why <laughs> the, no, that's what was the emphasis i'm going to hammer this to defender. The i i sort of expected <laughs> kind of like a an upright you know gliding style where you're getting out of bounds and this was it's a little more violent than he that. He runs like a tailback. A little bit, yeah. And it's very appealing. And I think that that part of him might elicit some patience from Nebraska fans. But yeah. I, mean, I do. I think that they'll see that and like, all right, well, this guy's he's tough. He's a tough dude. I mean, it doesn't wipe away three picks. That's no, the issue. He's got to play better. Like, there's there's no question about right. that. Uh, he has to play better. I think they have to figure out ways to get easy throws to Billy Kemp. I mean, that was one of the more stunning things. He had two targets, both pretty far away from the line of scrimmage. You, you would think there would have been a play set up for just an easy throw. Oh, they had nine. He was the first option on nine plays. Yeah. They just didn't get it to him. Now, one thing about one thing about you, you got to watch now going forward about Sims is he's always looking right. He doesn't look left. Mm-hmm. It's a tendency that some people pointed out, knowledgeable people, um, and I don't know how much that that affected Kemp's lack of production and Fedoni's lack of production. That's just something you have to watch going forward. Is he always looking to his right? Yeah, the amazing thing is his interceptions were two on the left yep. and one was going right to left. Okay. Billy Kemp so first one, left. They're all going one left. direction in the field, too, yeah. now that I'm thinking uh-huh. about it. They were. Yeah, you're right. They're all the same direction. Yeah. That student section just, you know, had Oh, the damn out. student section. Wow. What a student section. Yeah, that was impressive. Whoa. How would, what would you say? Twenty five thousand? Uh I would say twenty. Okay. I would say twenty. Um, Jake, it is compared to the rest of the stadium, wow. because that was kind of a late arriving crowd. Um, uh, but that student section was there and Loud. I mean, they were pretty loud. Hats like, off to the Minnesota students. It was noticeable. Sec- yeah. It was noticeable. Hat tip of the cap to the Minnesota and students. Give Minnesota wow. credit for coming away with that win. Like they, they really had no business in doing so. But I mean, that receiver made an outstanding oh. catch. Daniel um, Jackson. It felt like that throw catch. was going into the first he row. Did. It was yeah, it was not a good throw. Um, no, he he caught it, and I just remember thinking, did he drag that? He did. And then they show the replay. He didn't really drag it. He stabbed it, and he it was. Did. That's a hell of a catch. Incredible oh, body control. Hell of a Incredible. Catch. He twist he got Hartsock twisted around. Oh, it was inside. a great route. Yeah, it was inside. an absolutely great route. Made a great inside move. And that but was individual it. guys made plays. Nebraska didn't have enough individual guys make plays. Well, and that's the concern I have against Colorado. Individual players. Colorado, when whenever there's a game and you can point to a player on the on the opposing team that you say that's probably an all American, Travis Hunter. They have that. <laughs> I think you can remove the problem. Yeah, he's, that, yeah, he's an old man. You, ha- you have Cooper calling him that's a different a, human. Yeah, yesterday. that's a big advantage. It is a big advantage for a team to have a different human, to have a Martian <laughs> on their team. It is. It's a huge advantage. He's an alien. Yeah. I think right now you'd say Colorado has an advantage at quarterback. Now they don't play each other one on one. I get that, but 
they I think they have an advantage. Um, they had four receivers with 100-plus yards. Right. So I would say overall, the receiving they core. Skill, oh, for sure. Skill it's not, is it's a not, big advantage. It's not just Travis Hunt. Dylan Edwards out of the backfield. Is a, is a so the, the counter to that is the way Nebraska can win this weekend is that they have to take advantage of the group things. They have to take advantage of the trenches. Yep. They have to take advantage group. of their secondary. Group. Uh, and their linebacking core like in, against individual pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's – I think this is <laughs> – a far more interesting game to me now with how everything has played out mm-hmm. than it was on the calendar before the season. Oh started. my God! Yeah, it's, it's, it's it. It is amazing to me. My level of intrigue and excitement for this game is probably ten times more after everything we've seen in the last. I think most five days. people would say that. Well, I mean, Colorado came out and was significantly better than I expected. Yeah, and then they're the very opposite of what Nebraska looked like on Thursday in a lot of ways. I mean. You could you could make a case that they got TCU into a seven on seven game and dominated in that yeah. arena. Mm-hmm. Nebraska absolutely does not want to play that stuff. You don't want to play seven on, on seven against Colorado. <laughs> I don't think Nebraska wants to play seven on seven against Illinois. Yeah. I don't know. It Anybody, matters yeah. who the opponent is. Right, right. It's not their style. No, and it's so not. From uh, from that like juxtaposition standpoint, that's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday. I can hear wet blanket right now. I can I can hear his mind going. He's saying you guys are talking about relying on an offensive line that hasn't been there for the program for how long? Oh, I'm not even focused on the offensive line. I think if Nebraska wins this game, it's because of their defensive front. I think it's both. I well, yes, and, and I, I think Rob- the offensive line has to do things what, too. Yeah, but I'm less. I think they'll be fine. Like I, they moved Minnesota enough for me that I don't. I'm not super yeah. concerned about that. But can they get great individual performances out of out of a unit up front? Up on defense. Can you get Blaze Gunnerson and Nash Hutmacher wreaking havoc, and then second half Ty Lynn Robinson? Hart. Um, yeah, you know, the Robinson the, absence yeah, the first is half thing is a big deal. Really, yeah, really big. big deal. It feels like he's going to play every snap. In that's, the what, second that's what half rule said. Yeah, he's I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to play every snap, man. Yeah, Robinson's absence does loom large. You, but you absolutely need Gunnerson to step up, Hutmacher to step up, Cam Lenhart to step up. I like the way Prince well. I like Prince Uman Mielin. Yeah, I like the way he too. looked. He looked savage coming. Lenhart looked good. Scrimmage. I thought. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. This is his first game. Yeah. Um, it's a Big Ten opponent, oh, by the way. So, yeah, those guys. <laughs> no Civil, Civil's unimpressed. No, no he was deal. good. He was fine. I, like one of the first starting defensive linemen since I don't know what the stat was, like 1943 and a true freshman, and Civil's like, nah, uh, there's well, better I, out there. I, it would I it would be disingenuous to lavish praise on it, mate. <laughs> I'm not lavishing praise. I thought he looked good. I didn't say, oh, I my will God. cancel the parade that we were going to have over in Havelock <laughs> for The Lenhart parade's at 10 a.m. That'd be amazing. <laughs> a, a parade for Cam Lenhart in Havelock. Are you guys going to be on the scene? Yeah, we got to float. We got to float out there. We'll be out there. More parades in Havelock, please. <laughs> Marcus just tossing cookies. That's you guys don't throw candy. You just this is the Cam Lenhart parade today. <laughs> it's on a Wednesday. Where's everybody at? Where's everyone at? <laughs> just more parades in Havelock, please. <laughs> yeah, well, he, it doesn't happen. If he gets wind of this, he's going to be so confused. He didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> we do the parade. <laughs> hey, by the way, you're going to be on the lead float. <laughs> just do that funky wave that <laughs> princesses do. Uh, <laughs> practice. I, I, uh, I, I had another thought. Oh, I mean, this the game's wildly intriguing. This game is wildly intriguing. Wild. Yep. 
I mean, it's not just about this year. It's about in the context of the history of the programs. Then you got the Dion thing. You got Nebraska trying to come back. I love the potential storyline of getting a spark at a place where the the program slide began. Winning the fan base back. Winning the fan base. I mean, this is there's a lot. I mean, if you're ruling that team, you don't want to think about any of this stuff. We can. You don't want to think about any of it if you're, <laughs> if you're Satterfield. It's or like Evan know. Cooper asked yesterday, or asked about the atmosphere yesterday, and Ooh, he gave that. He, he, he got a, that. Yeah. A great, great answer. Yeah. Right Ready for that? Here we go. Yeah. Here's Evan Cooper on the atmosphere. Not gonna lie to you, I don't, I don't have any expectations. I the, the the scenery and the fandom, none of that's for me. You know, I just want my guys to play well. I want us to play well as a defense, and I want us to play well as a team. I, I don't get really caught up in much else. I, I, I mean, Cooper. I hope that's. I hope that is the mindset of the entire program because if you get caught up in the discussion that we're having, I can't imagine what your brain would be thinking. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone else being in our brain. So I, I hope that Rule understands he's in a very unique spot. Yeah. Um, and this, this, yeah, I I'm with does. you though. Going back to your original, your original thoughts, Mike. I have been taken aback a little bit by the gloom and doom. Yeah, I've heard. I, I, Jake. It's I didn't the, expect it's the way it happened. It's the way it happened that you had a lead in the fourth quarter and you lost in regulation <gasps> with back-to-back turnovers. They're crippling a yeah, fumble gut, midfield, a gut and you were driving with the interception. Like yeah. Nebraska moved the ball that last possession and yeah. threw the you know would, back back foot pick. Oh God, it was. Would a gut people punch. feel That's better or worse had that game gone to overtime and Nebraska still loses, but there's not that interception? Instead, there's you know their Mickey Mouse overtime operation finds That's a, a new great. a new coaching staff to latch on. It's to. a sad. It's a sad question but it's a real question I, I don't know because I was sitting there in the press box and I was thinking to myself maybe the worst thing that can happen here is a new coaching staff goes into overtime and provides zero points adding to a staff that goes back to 2014 I, I was hoping that we get a chance to see Alvano get a final kick you know yeah. you need about what 10 15 more yards in that last drive right. where they were at well right. and the thing the is yeah yeah, yeah that, were, that's what I think yards. it was edi- I thought it was edited toward that the receiver was breaking open the mechanics on that throw were just terrible yeah, I mean his he he sort of just lazy through it. Yep. He didn't step into it. It floated. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you throw it in such a way where the defensive back is going to pick up an extra 15 yards after after the interception. I mean, it was it's a God. brutal pick. God, I was sitting there in that fourth quarter thinking, oh, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. Yep. They're going to win this one damn thing. Man, nobody picked it. I was just thinking how smart I was for telling everyone that it was going to be in the teens and to take the under. Nice. Yep. Way to go, Shape. If you have a question <laughs> for Mike that's Schaefer, what matters here. call us or text us 402-464-5685. More with Mike Schaefer next at Early Breaking the Ticket.